Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Well, singer-songwriter Matt Carney, welcome to Sydney. It's great to see you here. It's my pleasure to be here. Ah, that voice. It's so reminiscent of all the songs that we've heard from Bullet and now Nothing Left to Lose. Um, I should start off with that. The, the album is such an engaging CD. Uh, you know, you've got your lush pianos, your acoustic guitar and your spoken word. I mean, if you were to sum up, how, how would you describe your music? Uh, that was pretty good. You did all right. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm a, I'm a songwriter first, and I got to music through that and through sitting around with an acoustic guitar and a piano. And um, I, don't, I guess the different elements that have blended in there just kind of happened through think, types of music or think, styles of music that really resounded with me. Well, one of those styles is, I mean, should we call it spoken word or is it hip-hop? How do you see that? Either one of those is fine. I, 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 I was a poetry major, or not a poetry major, English major in college and really got into poetry and like the spoken word. So there was like a bit of that quality that just felt like it belonged in my music and it needed to be there. So it, it's come out in like kind of a hip-hop form. Okay, so let's, let's go back to the beginning when you were a kid and stuff. What kind of music were you into and what, how has that influenced who you are now? <laughs> As a kid, uh, let's see, I probably... I think my parents, they would play equal parts of uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, maybe Paul Simon's Graceland record, and then maybe, like, my mom would listen to Amy Grant driving around town. So little El Shaddai, you know, the old school stuff. Okay. So acoustic hip-hop could be a, a one, one kind of a method or one style that you have done. What would that- how influential was hip-hop and that to you growing up and through your uni years and stuff? Um, well, I guess it was definitely part of... As a, as a, in high school, it was hard to be, grow up in the 90s in America and not be influenced by hip-hop music because it just, like, was everywhere. And it was a lot better than it is now as far as just content-wise. It was just more conscious and about social justice and, you know, it was, like, trying to be educated. And kind of the hip kids were listening to it. But, um, so, I mean, I was influenced in that regard and... Uh, I guess I still, I can't say that I've, I'm that influenced by it today, but but still just that spoken word and that that way to deliver like something where you're cutting to the point and being like, this is what I'm talking about, or describe something really thoroughly seems to work in that form. Uh, your album's been described very much as a, an album where you're really pouring your heart out. Is that something that you have chosen to do deliberately? I mean, some people would not want to put out to the public, their own inner thoughts and their own inner, inner demons and stuff. From where do you come from, from a songwriter's point of view? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I always want to do that either, I guess. <laughs> I, sometimes it has to happen, I guess. Um, who was I reading in an interview? I think Ben Harper, I was watching something and he said those the songs that are the most, they seem the most scary to write tend to be the most powerful ones. And I've found that to be true for myself. The songs that you are like not sure about or they seem too close to home tend to be the ones you, that resonate the most or seem to connect the most with people. So, um, yeah, it's a bit, it's challenging. You you give your most vulnerable side away to, to these airwaves and hope people, you know, it's like putting yourself out there for a rejection and people could be like, I don't even like that song, you know, and you're like, well, it's my whole life, you know. So uh, it is a bit challenging. Tell us about In the Middle. Uh, that, that's a song that... Where, where did that come from? Is that from your university days of trying to discover who you were? Well, it's a bit of all that, I guess, because I, I, I go through, like, um, there's a song where there's, like, a chronological 
eight, 15 years old, 18 years old, to 25, to 30-something, which I haven't arrived at yet. So um, it's a song that really I wrote in those, that really talks about those moments where you're not sure about what the next thing looks like, you know, or you're kind of caught in the middle of something or you're on the precipice of, like, stepping out in faith. There's this real, like, when, uh, stepping out in faith. I mean, there, I think there's a lyric in that says, one foot on, wait, say something about walking on water. I think so. Somewhere in there. I should know my own lyrics. But, uh, Paris. We can check. Let's go. In, Paris, in the middle. There you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, one foot on the water. Yeah, I was right there about my own lyrics, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah, like, it's really, I guess there's that point of, like, stepping out into something you're not sure of, and you, but you feel like you're supposed to do. And um, I was, I don't know, I guess that in, in many ways Nothing Left to Lose as a record was, that's very central. Just practically as a kid, you know, raising money and trying to get together some funds to pour your heart into an album and hope that people want to hear it, you know, not knowing it would take you to Australia or anywhere, just hoping that someone wants to buy it, you know. Your early days, you grew up in the state of Oregon, which is on the west coast of America, and that's where, you, 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 I guess, your life and childhood were, and then you made the big move to, was it Nashville? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, of all places. What drove that? Uh, My friend and his Chevy S10 truck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he he said, will you help me? Really, the move started out as a road trip. He said, um, will you help me drive? And if we go, we can work on some music. Because we had been w- recording a little bit in his like home studio. and So I said, sure. So one month there turned into three months. And then we started working on this music. And all these people like Toby Mac and these guys were sh- showing up to our terrible like apartment where the roof was caving in and mice were crawling around. And they, and they were like, we love your music. We want to sign you. You should do this. And... So I called home and said, I'm dropping out of school and I'm going to pursue music. So, On to the music. What do you love about music? What is it that sort of makes you passionate about it? I don't really know. I guess that's a big question. Um, I guess I've grown up in a generation where music is a part of everything, you know, like they're probably music playing in the background right now and <laughs> there's music everywhere and everything you do. So I, it's... It, um, it's such a part of how I grew up and what I would, I mean, I just remember going to bed at night with headphones on, listening to classical music, to, to soul music, to jazz music. I just loved the effect it would like the way it could move you and point you towards something or communicate something you couldn't even put in words. And storytelling is obviously something that you loved, obviously doing it at university and stuff. And, uh, journaling blogging is that kind of stuff that you you do you get inspiration from your journals uh i should journal more probably if you visited my website you know that i think i have one coming from australia here pretty soon but um yeah i i think it's so odd what inspires you you know you can't i can never put my finger on it i'll i'll be like the most like inspired encouraged like fired up and I'll write this amazing song and then there's days where you feel miserable and like you're not sure you want to carry on and and you'll write this really encouraging song it's just you can never figure it out or you're driving home late at night and you're wiped out and you can hardly stay awake and all of a sudden you'll sit down and write a song or like middle took forever that was a song that took I wrote over six months so 
it's such it's such an odd thing to me the the process of writing songs and how songs visit you or how music comes to me being a lover of words and stuff do you have a favorite book what have i been reading i've been reading this author called orhan pamuk who wrote i guess he just won the i'm gonna sound really smart even though this i i'm not this i don't read books like this usually but he won the nobel prize for literature or something like that and um, he's from Turkey, and I spent some time in Istanbul. We went to Ephesus and all these really cool historical places that really resound with me. And like, just uh, was reading him because he's really torn between East and West and the, the international relations of them all. And just a very fascinating to me. It's a country like Turkey that comes from one worldview, but they're clashing with the Western worldview and how that it's playing out in the artists and the people that are coming out of that culture. So it's one book. Okay. What about a favorite film? Favorite movie? Uh, I would say Braveheart, but everyone... I, I don't know why I like... That's a little violent sometimes, but... Um, I really... Uh, what do I like? Movies. I know I like some movies. I was really moved by... Um, by Magnolia, but that one's a bit hardcore too, you know? But uh, just the ideas of father and how important that is i think movies that articulate that are really powerful what about your favorite city favorite city in the world yeah i don't know sydney's pretty all right i mean I, even though it's a bit wet it's a, it's beautiful oh australia has blown me away with how beautiful it is we were in melbourne and sydney and it's just like it's it's a great country when did you actually record your first cd um my first cd me and a friend recorded in our bedroom that same stuff we were recording you know when all these people are coming to listen to it and uh we recorded it just on a shoestring budget we raised a little money and we got together and recorded which was bullet and then uh finished it over a summer and we were actually working in the newsboys place like peter would stop in i think Stu G from delirious like sat in and played some guitars on it because he would happen to be there and um made this record on our own on our own nickel we raised our own money and and uh i didn't know you know we didn't know what we were doing with it and that's kind of what initially got going you were you at uni and playing soccer and studying and you've taken the music approach did you ever think that you'd be doing this no not at all (laughs) i yeah i I phoned my my mom coming here she's like you're going to where to do music um I think I've I, now I've won for dropping out of college, you know, I guess, or university. It's like they were thinking I was crazy, but now I think I finally won. And, and yeah. they're like, okay, you made the right decision. But um, no, I didn't think that would lead to this. You know, it's like you sit on your, you, you do something you feel passionate about and you feel like this is what you're supposed to do. This is why God made me. But you don't know where it's going to connect with people. You know, it's like I wasn't the person that felt like I was going to be a big rock star and God owed me this big platform or you just kind of do something you love and you believe in and you hope it connects and then to see it connect with people across the board you're it's a little humbling and you don't really know you know it's still pinching myself sometimes well tell us about um the the cd nothing left to lose uh let's have a look some of the songs that appear on it are songs that were on bullet do you want to just take us through the current or the new single undeniable and, and where's that coming from undeniable is a song i actually wrote um about this kid that was hanging out around our studio and he, I, I was worked with a club and youth mentoring for a while in, in Nashville and just trying to help kids along and um, 
and this one guy was this kind of punk rock kid wanted to hang out so we let him just he just loved being in the studio so we let him hang out and I would drive by school every day and just think about him and you know just um, they were tearing down his school and building this and it was like they're putting all the students in these terrible like portables and these little fake rooms and they had to go to school there but they were building this really beautiful structure and just seemed like an analogy for his life you know he was losing his band and his girlfriend and his life but then he was like there was something of real beauty and uh god was building in his heart and just in the process of all that and so it just felt just seemed like this song about love faith hope redemption and so undeniable came out of that excellent well Let's move on to some inspiration and stuff. You know, is there a person that you've looked up through to, you know, through your years that you would say that is influential or inspirational to you? Um, yeah, I have, I have friends and I'd say my parents are pretty instrumental. You know, they were we they they we grew up in a in a way that they presented life and faith and creativity and God and love and all of those from the most intimate expression between a man and a woman they expressed they, they expressed all that in a very holistic way which really gave me a really balanced view I, I didn't feel like I there was a separation between the divine and create, creativeness or I don't know I just I really respect the holistic way they, they put forth their faith to me because it really can pull you through tough times and times where you um, you know where not, not everything's you know, seeming to go your way or why there's there's sin in the world. or I just, I don't know, it just felt like a very holistic faith that, that could pull you through a bunch of stuff and not just work for a moment or be kind of like a trend. It was, so I really respect them. They, they're strange in their own right, but I like them. As parents are, yes. What inspires you, Matt? That's a big one. Uh, what inspires me? Depends on what minute you got. I mean, I, I mean... Just the idea of uh, redemption is tends to be in my songs. You know, someone who's been down some dark roads and been pulled out of it. I seem to seem to go down those. You know, I, I don't mind exploring something that seems kind of depressing in a song to come out at a place of really a sense of redemption because you've experienced that. You know. And where does crashing down fit in that theme? Crashing down is a song. I pulled a chair out of a hotel room into the like car park prairie and started writing it and it was like two in the morning and I think my roommate had kicked me out of the room because I was trying to write a song late at night and that was a song I'd played this terrible club where these people were like drunk and just talking over my set and I had you know it was the first shows I played and I was just depressed and then I was playing out like actually if you experienced a lot of success what that would mean and I guess it's kind of returning to your first love and um, not that this hunger to not want to sell out or not want to compromise what you feel or what you believe be- for success or for even be the other way when you're not experiencing success with the crowded room of people that are talking over your set I think it was I was working through all that where, where are you hoping that this journey is going to take you at the moment? Um, well, I know it's taking me to Brisbane after this. Um, after that, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but honestly, you know, this journey is like, it's so wild. And the industry of creating music, you know, I could be really spiritual about it. But you don't, you never know. It's like, 
it's just been amazing what the doors that have been opened that I get to do and I get to talk to you about my record you know and um, I really hope I get to keep doing that and um, most of what I do is is not necessarily being called to a, an avenue where people agree with me and what I believe and so uh, I love that I get to go out into these crazy places and play shows with John Mayer and The Fray and Kelly Clarkson and um, you know all those, those those characters I just it just I love it and it's just I love being there and being up in the mix and you know, rubbing shoulders with people and um, hoping, believing for something crazy to happen. You know, so that that's hopefully more of that. Have uh, I guess how many interviews would have mentioned the fact that you have got this uncanny, uncanny sound similar to Chris Martin of Coldplay? There's just it must be one of those standard questions these days, yeah. should it? Yeah, people ask me a lot. I think it's the big nose we have in the. Um, uh, Movie actress girlfriend? No, no movie actress girlfriend yet. You know, I'm working on it, but it doesn't seem to be too promising. You know, traveling this much, but um, no, yeah, I get I get compared to him every once in a while. I think that uh, I'm I'm a big fan, so I don't mind it. It's something to do with that moody piano and that, and that, that really laid back voice. I think. Well, it's the, it's the only way I know how to play the piano. Really block simple Beatles chords. You know, I can't play anything else. Ah, but this is not true. I believe you play harmonica and well, we know you play guitar pretty simple though <laughs> any accordion as well uh there is some on my record i didn't play it though nice um and, uh, and i played vibes which i didn't get credited for even though it was a mallet and i hit one note but i felt like that should have been part of the. there should be on the album credit right <laughs> definitely i mean if there's an instrument that you would like to play what would it be um i'm fine with those two right now as much as long as i go right i'm working up my electric ability like actually a little more sensitivity on the electric guitar, you know, not just banging out chords. Like, but the, the sound that you've got is quite unique. I mean, it, it's refreshing to hear that spoken word. I mean, let's say, I mean, it does have the hip hop flavor as well as the rock pop flavor, and with the acoustic guitar, it's an, it's an awesome sound. Well, thank you. I we've stumbled across it, I guess. Well, that's, that's cool. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll wind the interview up now, but uh, thanks very much for your time and all the very best for the rest of your Australian tour, and we hope to see you playing some full gigs. I know. I, well, I'm just, I'm like scouting out the land. This is like the, like checking it out, you know, I mean, cross the river to see what is over here. And uh, I'm really excited to come back and play some proper shows. I think that, um, you know, I'm meeting people and just, getting a feel for it and and uh hopefully this spring you know we'll have something together on the books or at the latest this summer to come back and do a proper tour it'd be nice matt carney thanks so much for joining us today on fresh my pleasure we hope you enjoyed this fm 103.2 podcast to listen to more great audio visit fm1032.com.au